Welcome to the 40 Under 40 podcast with your hosts, Caitlin Cromit and AJ McQuarrie. They are two entrepreneurs who speak to other entrepreneurs under the age of 40, so you can learn from their successes and failures along their journeys of building businesses. 40 Under 40 podcast hopes to educate, motivate, and inspire people to pursue their dreams of starting a business, regardless of age. And now, here are your hosts, Caitlin and AJ. Welcome back, folks. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, AJ? What's up, Caitlin? You so know, you lots. have a big day coming up. I know. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Yeah, getting married next week, if you can believe it. Wow. How long were you guys together? <laughs> we're <laughs> like it's ending. Um, we have been together for like six years almost, which is crazy. So wow. it's about time, but it's nothing compared to our next guest who literally has been married 54 years. You guys. Yeah. Merle is a fascinating lady, but we're going to talk about Merle in a second. She's going to be on for 40 freaking minutes. So let's talk about your, like <laughs> you're getting married, you're running a business. How are you handling it all? Yeah, it's difficult. I'll give you that much, but you know, figuring it out. And I just keep reminding myself that the wedding is a party. So it's not stressful. It's just fun. Yeah. Hopefully the only wedding you'll ever be in as the bride, <laughs> but you never know. Well, I'll, I'll definitely have to listen to Merle's, Merle's pearls, Merle's advice. So our next guest today is Merle M. Singer. She's an author, coach, teacher, speaker. She's written Cracking the Relationship Code, the key to happy relationships at home and work. She's actually the relationship miracle worker. So she mm. teaches you how to work your own miracles in your own relationships in your own life. She's been happily married for 54 years, folks, wow. and has a really unique perspective. And she goes by this motto of it only takes one to change a relationship. So I'm super excited to chat with her, to soak up all of her advice. <laughs> welcome. Yeah, Merle, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Well, it's my pleasure. I'd like to have fun conversations with fun people. <laughs> That's us. We Hopefully. like to think we are fun people. <laughs> <laughs> so you are a relationship expert. Tell us how you got started in that business. How did, how did that come about? How did I, I didn't, I didn't write that down, <laughs> but I will tell you how I got started. Um, relationship is something that actually I have, I have needed to be good at uh, in uh, dealing with my mother. <laughs> needed to be good at relationships. <laughs> we totally get that. <laughs> I, however, am a fabulous mother, <laughs> and my mother was as well, but she had her uh, issues. And uh, so that kind of put me, in, in order to defend myself and my family, I, I needed to understand what was going on here. That put me on the path of relationships. Uh, and I um, lived my life and did my things and got married and to this fabulous man, he's a great artist. He's going to become really well-known and, um, and life was good. He had two kids. We took the kids on 
Uh, I had a baby. Life was good. About year 19, it was like I went to sleep in Technicolor and woke up in black and white. It was like, wow, it's like how things things don't just happen, but I think things just come into your consciousness like, boom, what? What has been going on all this time? Right. Wait, you're and 19 as in you're 19 years old? 19, 19 years, years of marriage. Oh, wow. Okay. Because that changes I'm things. A very patient person. I'm like, I, I have this vision and I can wait. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're 19. What happened? Yeah. What is going oh on? My God. <laughs> and what was going on that year? And what was going on was that I, I was just absolutely, totally angry at my husband because and clearly, and we all know that in relationships, let's face it, we're right. <laughs> There's I mean, no obviously. Yes. <laughs> Duh. So uh, he, he just, the worst thing was he knew what would make me happy and he wasn't making me happy. Mm. And I said that in my head and it's like, I must have been thinking it all along, but I, it's the first time I heard myself and I said, what? Right. He wasn't making me happy. Excuse me. Is that his job? I don't think so. Right. And it was an epiphany. So, okay. So now what do I do? I. What I did was just change my whole, my whole point of view is it's, if it's not his job to make me happy, it's my job to make me happy. What the heck am I going to do now? So then go ahead. So then how does that tie in with your entrepreneurial journey today? Because that was year 19. You talk about being married for many more years than that. So you wrote a book since then, you grew a business, you do speaking, you do consulting. So maybe can you talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and how it ties into that? So, okay. So I decided to make myself happy. I had no idea what was going to make myself happy because I had never focused on making myself happy. And so, oh, okay. So what do you do to make yourself happy if you don't know? I, I, th- I mean, people talk about, uh, I'm passionate about this. I want this. I, well, I, I, there are a lot of people out there that say, I don't know what makes me passionate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 so I, true. So I was there and I said, okay, if I don't know, and there's not anybody who's going to tell me, what am I going to do? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something I've never done before. That's all. I don't know if it'll work but I'll know, I certainly know everything I've done hasn't worked because I'd be happy. Exactly. Yeah. What was that thing that you decided to do? Yes. So, well, I thought about, you know, you kind of make a list. I thought about um, skydiving and I said, no, I don't think that's going to be the first thing I do. (laughs) I love it though. I love it. I would love to go skydiving. (laughs) So, uh, 
I, I joined Toastmasters. I had, uh, oh, interesting. I had shopped around and never quite got to it. Okay. That's something, you know, you haven't done. And so do it. Well, it, it made the world of this difference because it it focused on me and how, how to communicate, how to get out there, how to, um, how, how to know what you're going to talk about, be able to make it concise, say it out and listen to criticism. Yeah. Somebody tell you, no, that wasn't right, but this was, and listen to people tell you, you were terrific. Right. That's always nice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what could be bad about that and yeah from there, I, I went on and said okay I always wanted to be uh I, I always wanted to be on a committee in my uh, temple and so I called up the rabbi and said so I, I you know they have a sheet each year and say what what the committee do you want to be on I put it on every year nobody ever called me right so now I'm a Toastmaster. Now I know how to open my mouth. Now yeah, I you're like, I have this skill now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I called up the rabbi and I said, I want to be on this particular committee. And he like, uh, well, it, because he didn't know me, you know, because I haven't been active anywhere. Right. Like this is a new stage of life. So then how did this, so then you transition into realizing that you want to do this. Right. And then, oh, I can tell you're about to say something. <laughs> no, no, you're exactly right. That's exactly right. So that was the next thing I did. Next thing I, I got active in uh, the Hollywood area where I live, uh, ended up getting a woman of distinction award. Oh, so, so you're immediately killing it and doing a great job. Just, I, just all I was doing was pursuing me, what I wanted with, with just not, no, not even making money, not even anything, not, nothing to do with the husband, totally nothing to do with the husband. But then I went, when I felt good, I kind of came home from work and I said, hi, honey, how you doing? Well, I want to tell you the first thing I did that, he's like, who is she? Right. And that's, that's when I knew my half of the problem was me that I was carrying around a sour face uh, because I had anticipations or expectations and all kinds of other stuff rather than relying on myself. It only takes one. It only takes me. to right. do it. Okay. I see. So you kind of used all of these experiences that you were going through and you were like, Hey, this is revolutionary stuff that I could help other people with. So that made you into this, or you kind of came up with this concept of helping other people figure out these lessons that you've learned. Right. And I wanted to be careful because there were a lot, well, there wasn't a lot, but I, there was a really well-known couple. I can think of two people. I don't want to name their names that were couple relationship people and they got divorced. And I thought, oh, I'm not. Uh-oh. That's not good for the image. <laughs> yeah. So. PR crisis. Yeah. So that kind of slowed me down. And then I got going. And, and of course, just in talking to people, I ended up um, uh, coaching people because they just came to me. And. Um, so then you became like a relationship coach. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Wow. 
And then, so can you talk a little bit about that business model? Was it like one-on-one coaching? How did you kind of grow the business? Okay. So how did I do it? Uh, One-on-one coaching is an easy place to start and, um, and I enjoy it. Uh, but I also enjoy teaching. I, I have a background uh, of teaching. I have a master's degree in education. And, oh, wow. Um, so um, I, I enjoy teaching. And, and currently right now I have a class and I'm teaching it with, uh, with a, a, a partner, like you are a partnership, Patty Negri, and she's a psychic medium. So it's so hilarious. Oh, that's I, cool. I come yeah, I love your the, videos. The psychology side of it, from the more science side of it, she's the magic side of it. And so when we teach our class, we teach psychological, you know, clear science approaches mm-hmm. to behavior. And but then we can kind of like um snap it in with a ritual. How did you first make your first buck? Like, how did you first make your, your money? When were you able to kind of live on that and, and support yourself with that? Well, it's coaching and, uh, classes, uh, is, is basically what I'm doing. And, uh, I have, um, uh, and I've done some speaking. I can't say I've made money I could live on speaking. But, uh, and I have the book. These are all things to uh, bring attention, you know, to bring people in. And I'm still, I'm still a budding entrepreneur. So, right. So you and your husband owned uh, pharmacies. I was reading that. Correct. Oh, yes, we've had own pharmacies, uh, uh, which currently uh, my husband and Nathan is retired. So tell us about what it was like working with him. Like what, do you have advice for couples that work together in business? Like what, what were the struggles? What were the great parts? Tell us kind of about that, that transition and relationship. So relationships in, uh, for people working together. Yes, I have. Uh, I think it's different for every different couple. There are, are some people that can just do everything together and uh, they have discussions and they move forward together. Nathan and I, when we were uh, running a pharmacy or uh, apartments, is that he had certain things and I had certain things. I tended to do the books he tended to do the, the heavy labor, whether it was the pharmacizing or whether it was fixing an apartment uh, faucet. So that's, so we split our skills and, and that works. It, it's, you have to know who you are and you have to know who you're with. Right. And I think there are some, some uh, 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 romantic couples that, can't do business some can and there is no right or wrong way it's just what works for you but i do have a fabulous fabulous um suggestion for people in the workplace you know we we talk about 
how to get along and leadership in the workplace and how to make people happy and all these kinds of things. There, sometimes it's just a matter of relationships. If you want to be happy in the workplace, you want to be happy with the people you're with. And sometimes it's the boss, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just some other, you know, life is good. The boss is good. Everybody, everybody is good. But there's this one person that, boom, you want to mm -hmm. kill that person. I have a technique that is absolutely fabulous. And I uh, tried it on <coughs> uh, a nurse when I was attending a doctor on a relatively regular basis, this nurse uh, confided in me that there was this other a supervisory nurse that was a real nurse ratchet. <laughs> hey, remember nurse ratchet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she said, Mrs. Singer, I just, you know, I want to quit and I love my job. I love what I do. And so I said, well, you know, it just so happens I teach this course and I'll tell you about it. And let me, let's see if it'll work for you. And here's the deal. All you have to do is make a list of everybody in, in your workplace uh, that you see on a regular basis. And I know things are funny with COVID these days and Zoom and, but, you know, Zoom or not, if you see this person, deal with this person on a regular basis, put them in this list and then make the list one, two, three, four, like that person, the best, next best, next best, next best, blah, 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 all the way to the bottom. Mm -hmm. Okay, now you've got this list. What you do is start with the person you like the best because this is gonna be easiest with somebody you like the best. I'm gonna ask you to give that person a compliment every single day for an entire week. Wow. It does not have to be significant. That's a commitment. It can be, I like your shoelaces. It's a nice frame on your desk. It can be great presentation. Doesn't matter. Right. Totally irrelevant. But you, it must be something that you genuinely believe. And it can't be, it can't be sarcastic. That's a nice shirt for you, you know. Oh. Just, <laughs> like I would like never wear under. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it has to be real genuine. Okay. So since I work from home with my fiance, I got to do this for him every day. <laughs> or people you interact with throughout the day. Yes. Or are there people you interact with on a regular basis? Okay. So AJ. <laughs> <laughs> We got two I'm waiting in. for the compliment. I'm ready he's, to compliment you he's every so day. so excited already. <laughs> Love that shirt for you. <laughs> no, this is well, great. This is great for entrepreneurs who have teams and business partners and clients. Very important. And, and you're going to take what I, or each person can take what I say and make it fit their situation. Right. But let me tell you, this is going to work. Uh, I, I teach to go from the person like best to next best and, and all the way to get down to nurse ratchet, right? Well, my nurse friend, she went straight for nurse ratchet <laughs> and 
<laughs> she started to give her a compliment one day and she said, Mrs. Singer, I couldn't think of anything to say. I didn't know what to do, but I knew you'd be mad at me. So I found something to say. Oh, <laughs> that's what she said. Sometimes you got to dig deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> so the next day was still hard. By the third day after that, she was able to find something nice to say. That's beautiful. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Like AJ said, for people with teams, if you have someone you're dealing with, that's a struggle. So that's great to kind of, you know, get the, get the relationship going and get it a little bit better. And after that, you only have to do it once a week, but she kept doing it. And she said, Mrs. Singer, I can tell you how amazing it is. One of the other nurses came up to me and said, Mary, what is going on with nurse ratchet she's being nice she's she's not just being nice to the patient she's even being nice to the doctors it worked it works it works every time and it's so interesting because what it teaches you is that you've been focused on the negative part of that person without even seeing that person as a whole person right and once uh, so so giving the compliment changes your perspective and being seen and respected as a person right it changes your demeanor too it changes nurse ratchet's demeanor right wow i love that we're going to talk more about relationships but i just I don't know. I'm blown away by your, I didn't realize how entrepreneurially, how entrepreneurial you actually were. Your background with pharmacies, rental properties, uh, relationship coaching. Now I see you have your book. Uh, our audience can't see that, but you have your book in the background. So you wrote a book on relationships. When did you write that? Why did you write that? And what did that do to your relationship business? Did it raise you up a little or talk to us about that? We hear different mixed things in the in the world of books. experts mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay so I wrote a book I actually I have to tell you it's my second book oh my first book is a valentine relationship book three outrageous secrets you simply must know oh, I love it it's uh as you can see it's very skinny uh, and uh, the first edition of it I did, and I had um, uh, every other page, I had a gift you could give for, for Valentine's Day. But of course, then n- none of the links ever worked e- after a couple of months, right? So I, I rewrote it or, you know, I edited it. But I, I said, I was afraid that this was too skinny to take seriously. <laughs> so right. I, I kind of expanded on it. And, that, uh, that's not said a lot in Los Angeles. <laughs> Too skinny to be taken seriously. Yeah. Now, if it could be me and not the book, now we'd be talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, cracking the relationship code, is, it, it expands on the first one. The two the happy relationships at home and at work. I did it because people say it's a calling card. And I, I did exactly. 
I did what they said, uh, get everybody to buy it all at once. And, and so I'm a bestseller on Amazon when, when mm -hmm. it came out. Nice. Um, but I don't push it enough. And so I, I can't say I'm making huge money on it. Uh, I, I guess it's a calling card. A credibility sure. piece. Right. Yeah. It gives you that additional. Yeah. yeah. So this is totally not related, but I'm curious because for obviously our audience can't see you right now, uh, but you have this amazing hair. And I'm wondering like when, when you decided, so just for people who haven't seen it, well, we'll post a picture of her, of course, but she has this <laughs> amazing purple hair in front. Did that have anything to like, where did that come from? What made you do that? And like, yeah, tell us about that. Cause it's just so unique and cool. I, that's self-expression. <laughs> How's that? That's it. I love it. <laughs> uh, I, I suppose I have an artistic um, side to me. I, I used to do great stained glass. Because I noticed I, like your website is purple too. So I was like, oh, it's great branding. On brand. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, I said, why not do it? You know, I seem to be purple. Why not be purple? Right. Like go all out. <laughs> and you told, you told us that you've been married 54 years now coming up, which is absolutely amazing. And me, I'm about to get married next week. So tell me the secret to a long-lasting relationship. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, you can't rely on him to make you happy. You have to do that totally. yourself. Totally. Mm. I, 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 I think that's incredibly important mm -hmm. because when you've got that handled, then that other person can absolutely make you happier. There is no question about it. When you can, when, when you're giving yourself some sense of respect and doing things that make you feel good and accepting the fact that you're not perfect, you can't do this well or that, I'm not a great marketer, I need to work on that or get somebody to help me do that or something, I mean, you know, but that doesn't stop you being from being a fabulous person. And it's so wonderful to have that and have somebody that sees that, respects it, and, and shares with you and supports you. When somebody wants to do help you do what you do or just be there to say, you're fabulous doing whatever you're doing, even though I could care less about it personally for myself. So Nathan doesn't do anything with recording or Facebook or stuff like that, but he's very supportive of what I do. Uh, of course, I love his artwork, and I'm very supportive of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I think uh, it <clears throat> maybe it gets down to um, our uh, Facebook lives that we did today, Patty and I, and and Merle's Pearls, which is about limits and uh, being respectful of your partner. Okay. I guess in short, I want to say it's a re good relationship is does not happen automatically mm -hmm. just because you love each other doesn't mean it's going to be fabulous, right? If you live every day by yourself, it isn't always fabulous. Sometimes you're a pain in the neck to yourself. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. 
And so clearly somebody else is going to be a more of a pain in the neck. Yeah, exactly. But, but so you can't just, it's not a relationship. It does not go on autopilot. A relationship is purposeful. You make a commitment and you do it. You know, you're conscious of it. You make a choice. There's a time when I want to say, and I don't. It's not automatic that I don't. I purposely say, is this going to be effective for this relationship? Probably not. Shut mm. up, Merle. It's a great thing to do, reflect. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think I think the thing, the mistake that most people make is that they think, well, if it's really true love, it will just happen. It, right. It's like, that's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. Also, I think be careful of who your friends are. I think uh, I, I think if all your friends are divorcees, um, you're going to get, a, 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 and you talk, oh, this is it. All your friends are divorcees and you're, you're really annoyed at your husband, you know, because he did whatever. And you vent to your divorce person. Yeah, oh, yeah, you should get rid of him. I mean, they have a perspective. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Right. So be careful who your friends are because, mm. because you're the sum total of them. I have, yeah. I have a friend that um, was unhappy in her relationship. It was, uh, it was definitely something that could be gotten over. It was definitely not something that needed to lead to divorce, but she had a bunch of Beverly Hills women friends that she thought, oh, mm-hmm. Beverly Hills, blah, blah, and they were all divorced and they all knew. It's like peer pressure at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really. And, and I just, I knew that I didn't have the, uh, enough uh, uh, to counteract all these women. And then I just, just let, I just watched it happen. Yeah. That's sad. Okay. So, so, uh, so that's personal relationships. Uh, what about business relationships? What, what advice do you have for young entrepreneurs to build long lasting relationships with clients, business partners, their team members? I have, um, <laughs> the same advice in, in, in different versions. You have be doing something that you feel good about and understand that we are all the sum of, not just of the parts within us, but the sum of the parts without us. So our whole team is important to us. Uh, <clears throat> and not to get too big headed about our own contribution, without taking the time to notice the contribution of every, everybody else. Right now, what, what is everybody talking about essential workers? What are essential workers? People that sweep the floor. And they're mm-hmm. called essential workers. Right. Why are they called essential workers? Because they are essential. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you have that perspective, when you're dealing with 
people in, in your workplace. So I'm curious more along the lines of like finding that work-life balance. Cause I know for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's hard when you're running your own business. It's like, that is your life. So you don't really have that separation. And so how have you dealt with that, with building your business, with working with your husband and also having a life outside of work? So, I mean, some people say I work nine to five. I, I don't really feel I, I, Sometimes, uh, you know, I'm working at 11 o'clock. Sometimes I'm passing out at 11 o'clock. I don't think, I think one of the things of being entrepreneurial is you do have freedom about when you work. You can go out in the middle of the day and there is no boss that says, so, so you don't need to worry about the times. Uh, and if you have business goals, entrepreneurial goals, I want to get this accomplished and this done. So that takes care of the business part of it. And in that same uh, structured way, in that same committed way that you are to a business, you have to say, okay, now I have my personal side. What am I going to do with that? See, again, it's don't, it doesn't happen automatically. You have to make it happen. You have to think, what is it? I, what do I want to do on, uh, on my free time? Mm-hmm. Do I, exactly. Sometimes you want to plan a vacation. Sometimes you want to plan where you're going out to eat, but sometimes you may just want to have uh, uh, I'm going to take this time off. Don't know what the heck I'm going to do. I may do nothing. I, I think another thing that I don't do enough, I would like to do more of this is to plan like a half hour, an hour and make sure I read. Yeah, that's good. Reading's good for the soul. Yes. And I have paid attention to the most successful people that I hear are people that read. What's on your reading list? Right now. I've been, uh, and I haven't read his book yet, but I've been listening to a lot of Simon Sinek. Mm-hmm. And he's talked about the golden uh, circles. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> I think people tend to feel victimized by whatever, rather than understand that it only takes one. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they're the one that each of us can make a difference in our workplace. Sometimes the difference I have to say is getting a different job. Yeah, exactly. But when I like that, I like that motto of it only takes one because for entrepreneurs, you really start out solo most of the time. Yes. Well, you're solo in your life. Let's face it. Uh, yeah, it's a lonely road. People rough. are gregarious. People do like to have other people around. Uh, but whenever whenever you want a mentor or somebody that that you can't get into your life in person i want to tell you these youtube things listening to simon sinek peterson jordan peterson has a lot to say that's amazing and pretty sensible um and yeah so i'm probably doing more youtubing than I am doing reading, uh, <laughs> but it's valuable. It, it, just because you listen to it rather than read it doesn't, you know, doesn't mean it isn't incredibly valuable. Absolutely. You're still learning. You're it's, still gaining new knowledge. Yeah. 
So tell us about your ongoing class that you have, Magic and Science of Love. What are those like? Do you teach them live? Who do you get to sign up for those types of things? And how does that work into your business model? Okay. So we um, we started out teaching it live. And guess what? Something happened. And, oh, maybe we'll go. <laughs> maybe we'll do a Zoom class. And we've been doing that since. And I actually love it. I really love doing a Zoom class because uh, it's, we only allow like 12 to 15, no more than that. So that's enough that people can interact. And yeah, it's not too big. Yes, exactly. I think it's, uh, and I think there is a value in hearing what other people say, not just teachers not just my perspective, not just Patty's perspective, but totally. we have, so currently we're doing it on Zoom. We're doing it on Monday nights, uh, the second, third, and fourth nights of, uh, we're not going to do October though. It's, it's, it can get to be two hours, certainly an hour and a half. So is this part of your whole business model? Like people sign up for this, they, yes. they pay to be coached by you throughout this process. Yes. Well, the, the class is the class and, and you can go relationshipmiracleworker.com slash workshop and sign up for it. Um, and, and it's three sessions. It's the first, uh, the first step is about where you are now, what your issues are now, what your assets that you have now are, and what things you have to overcome to be the, the, the wholest, healthiest person you can be ready to look for somebody else. Second is, okay, I got myself handled now, but if I'm looking for someone, what kind of life is it that I, I kind of want? Because that's going to make a difference in who I will want to connect with. Uh, some people are Peripatetic. I know somebody that um, uh, traveled throughout Europe and and then did uh, six months here and six months there and found a partner who was doing this a different business, mm-hmm. doing the same mm-hmm. thing. They live six months in Florence, six months in San Francisco, wow. and back and forth. And they just had a baby. So they're doing all this stuff. Who who would guess that? So that would be step two is, you know, what kind of life you want to lead and who would fit into that? So that's your course. So let's go back to the business model. So it seems as if, correct me if I'm wrong, you do free content. You do a lot of free videos to get people interested, to get people to know you. And then from there, yeah, you do a lot of Facebook lives. You do Merle's Pearls. Great. I watch you and Patty a lot. You guys have great videos. You have great content together. So then from there, you try to get people to opt into your course, correct? And then is the next stage like coaching one-on-one? What's what's kind of the funnel? We do some coaching after that. And uh, ideally, I think we should have a next, another course Currently, we have a um, a monthly check in, and ideally, it, and it's and it's free. And ideally, I think as we have more people, 
we'd have a small charge for that. Nice. Kind of where we're going. Yeah, that's cool. So kind of with your business, with your entrepreneurial journey, have you had, I guess, what, if any failures have you had along the way, any regrets along the way, kind of prepping people who don't know what this entrepreneurial life is like, what would that be like? And how do you overcome them? My errors have been on not doing good at marketing. I, I have great product. I'm not a great marketer. I, um, my errors that I'm Art. still working on is getting somebody the right, uh, my right expert for me to, um, to solve the marketing problem. Uh, and I do like, uh, uh, I think one of the things that I got from Simon Sinek, which is like you say, it only takes one, you like that. That, that. I said that from the beginning, that is my mantra. That is why I do it because I want people to know you don't have to be a victim basically. If it only takes one, you are no longer a victim. You can get out of whatever ain't good and you can correct whatever you need to correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's my slow, sluggish process. Okay, advice for young entrepreneurs who are just getting started. What, what's like one solid nugget you would give them? One step at a time. Don't expect to make boom like that. Just sometimes you do. And sometimes people will tell you, oh, yes, you can take magic leaps. And that can be true. But for the most of your time, for the most of you, understand and be patient with yourself if you take one step at a time. Mm -hmm. Make mistakes, you'll do fabulous. You'll make another mistake. You'll do fabulous. One step at a time. That's it's, great. It's I feel miraculous. Like, yeah. I feel like people really get caught up in trying to do everything. So that's a good reminder. I feel like I needed to sure. hear that right now. I know. Same. <laughs> <laughs> like my to-do list is all over the place. Um, okay. And our last question for you, we asked all of our guests on this podcast. Do you believe that entrepreneurs are born or bred? Like, are they, can you become an entrepreneur or are you born an entrepreneur? Well, it's not, anybody can't do anything. I can't be a basketball player, but within the limits of who we are, uh, I can't be a, an entrepreneur like that person, but I can be an entrepreneur. I can be an entrepreneur because I came from a family of entrepreneurs, or I can be an entrepreneur because I saw my parents struggle working for somebody else all the time. And I said, no, it's time for me to start and do the whole thing myself. So mm -hmm. the, I think my answer is it can, you know, it's just like genetics. You can have a genetic disposition to be fat or thin, but you have some control over that. Right. Right. And I've seen more people succeed because they keep trying, they keep trying, they keep doing, they keep doing that one step more than from people that are just totally brilliant. Absolutely. When you have to work for it, it makes you yeah. work harder. <laughs> Even if you're brilliant, you have to work at it. Yeah. Yeah. That was well said. One of the better answers, I feel like. 
<laughs> Definitely. Well, we ask that on all of the podcasts. So we get so many different <laughs> versions and variations. <laughs> so Merle, uh, this was great. Time flew by with you. Uh, where can people find you? RelationshipMiracleWorker.com. Please. Um, Please, relationship miracle worker. You can find me also on uh, Facebook and on uh, LinkedIn uh, under Merle M. Singer, M E R L E M, middle initial M, Singer, S I N G E R. Singer, not a dancer. that's a good way of saying it i love it well thanks merle this was so fun really great to get to know you a little bit better and and hear your merle's pearls right (laughs) (laughs) pearls of wisdom (laughs) thank you so much thank you so much merle thank you both i enjoyed this wow merle Merle so many pearls of wisdom I love it. I'm over here taking notes on yeah. my own relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot to work on, girl. Be cool, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was great. So fun to interview Merle. And she you couldn't see her, but she did have her pearls on. She did have pearls. So uh, that's a good thing. Well, uh, folks, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks as always. We love you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the 40 Under 40 podcast with Caitlin Cromit and AJ McQuarrie. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.